Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the intro. This is your host, Matt Delavalle, aka MDV, and you're joining me for episode 83, the one about PEDs, SUPS, and the games. Now, me and Mr. Max Isaac are back on the mic this week, chopping it up about a very taboo subject in functional fitness performance enhancing drugs. This year, more than ever, the news about athletes testing positive for PEDs has been nonstop. Is this a new thing? Are athletes cheating their way to the top? And should it even matter in a sport like this? Me and Mr. Max Isaac get into all of that in this controversial episode. But before we get there, a couple of things I want to make you aware of. This show is always and will always be brought to you by the NC Fit Collective. This is our tools and resources for coaching development and is the number one way to make sure your coaches are prepared for their classes. Every single day, your coaches get access to not only world-class programming that they get to present to your members, but a world-class lesson plan written and tested by one of our expert coaches. That lesson plan comes along with a video from our filming team that helps coaches unlock to a deeper level what they should think about for their class. Everything is included in this class plan. These are essentially scholarly articles that your coaches get access to, and they learn along the way. We have solved the problem of coaching development in the functional training space. We're the industry leaders in doing this, and you should check out the NC Fit Collective. Number two, the NC Fit app is home to all of our training, including the NC Flex program. This is a program that I write and test every single workout for. NC Flex is functional strength, plus bodybuilding. We trade out some of the four-time efforts and some of that type of intensity for a little bit more of a low-key bodybuilding-style workout, but still extremely effective and challenging programming. This has been the way that I've been training to complement my jiu-jitsu, three days a week of NC Flex, and then three days a week of jiu-jitsu, and it is an awesome balance for me. So if you're interested in that, download the NC Fit app, pull up NC Flex, and get after it today. Without further delay, grab a notebook, grab a chair, and let's learn a thing or two about PEDs, SUPS, and the sport of fitness. Let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the intro, sitting down with Mr. Max Isaac. We were just talking about being younger, shoveling driveways, (laughs) earning some crisp $20 bills, and how much money that felt like when you were 10, 12, 13, 36, 20, <laughs> 26 years old, 36 years old, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Just, uh, there, there was no better feeling than we were just talking about people in the, in the Northeast can definitely get behind this, but shoveling driveways when you're young. Um, I mean, pulling weeds when you're young, doing anything that you can to, to make a little, extra extra side money and uh how good it felt no lie like walking to the ice cream truck putting down a smooth five getting yourself a slushy a couple cow's tails a couple airheads and getting change back on top well if you didn't buy a king cone from the ice cream man <laughs> you were off base with whatever else you were buying because king yeah. cones reign supreme my man that's like a 350 that's the and Choco Taco also would be like a 350 or a 250 item, but there's just not as much bang for your buck. Whenever I went to the ice cream truck growing up, and we had this really, really good ice cream truck in Lexington Center. The guy's name is Mo. He may still be trolling the area. Really good dude. And he had Richie Slush. And Richie Slush 
is it's not quite Dell's like, you know, about Dell's lemonade, Dell's frozen lemonade, big now, thing. In, we're going in, too in, deep here in the Northeast nostalgia. Yeah, sorry. These are the deep tracks. So anyway, uh, Richie slush is really big in new England and you could get like, I think he would sell a medium for two bucks. And that was like, it was, it was pretty substantial. And so I only messed with the Richie slush and then maybe I'd get a couple warheads if I was, if I was feeling feisty, you know, Warheads are one of those candies that you just eat to impress people. You know, I can handle a warhead. Nobody really liked them. The sour warheads or the hot warheads? I've never had a hot warhead. That sounds terrible, but sour, sour. Aren't there warheads. hot warheads? Aren't there warheads that are like hot and there were warheads that were sour? I believe there I can, were. I can really honestly say that I'm off my candy game, which is a good thing. You know, when you're when you're growing up, you're 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 on the candy game hard. You're all um, grown up. I'm all grown up, but still, even at 36, a crisp $20 bill, nothing feels better having just a little bit of cash in your pocket. Um, so yeah, that's what we were talking about. It's going to be, it's going to be a good day. It's beautiful here. Beautiful here in New England. It's a good feeling. Another good feeling is going into like an old pair of pants or an old pair of like uh, an old jacket or something and finding some money. I thought you were going to say trousers. You seem like a guy that you, you dig into almost, an old, you dig, in, you dig into an old, an old pair of trousers. Um, <laughs> but yes, there, there is, is truly nothing better. Or um, when you're doing laundry, you're doing laundry and just a couple singles turn up. But on the opposite side, you're doing your laundry and a ton of singles turn up. Then you got to start asking some questions. Then it's a little bit, then it's a little bit nerve wracking. <laughs> All right. Well, we were chatting before the podcast and, you know, this is, we're recording here in about mid July and in the CrossFit games realm, we are past the qualifying stages for the CrossFit games, I believe for almost all athletes. And now we're in the, Let's see who popped for PED performance enhancing drug phase before the CrossFit Games. And I have to say, Mr. Max, that this year, more than any other year, there seems to have been a lot of people who are getting popped for taking performance enhancing drugs. And I don't know if I'm alone in this, but it does seem like there's a new announcement almost every day. And I don't have a list of names here. And I don't really believe that anybody too notable has been popped. But there's been some people who look like they did really well in some of their competitions and then have popped for performance enhancing drugs. But man, it's a, it's, it's a little bit more pronounced this year than other years, would you say? Yeah. So, well, there's, there's a ton to unpack here. The, the most notable person that... Um, that pop for PEDs was, um, was Phil Toon. And um, Phil Toon's been around the scene for a handful of years. And he, he tested positive. I forget for what substance he went on his um, Instagram and said that, you know, he was what he, he said what he had popped for was for this. Um, Finasteride. Thing, thing for male, male pattern baldness. Yeah, I read that article. And, and that wasn't the thing that he had tested positive for. Like he had actually tested positive for whatever the things were that he was taking. He went on and said that he was taking this thing for male pattern baldness. I mean, the, this is, this is the thing. There's going to be steroids in any 
professional sport. So any sport where there's, you know, money, it, whether there's fame, whatever it is, like there's going to be steroid use. You, you cannot, and this is what people do. You cannot make, this is what all the trolls do. You cannot make a blanket statement and say, everybody in CrossFit is taking steroids. No, that's certainly not true. Are there some people? Yeah. Is everybody caught? No. Look at football, look at baseball, right? Like where steroids are really prevalent and this is just how it goes. Does it mean that, you know, in, in this respect, there's one other thing I do want to talk about in a second about the testing, but like, does this mean that this sport is like a dirty sport and nothing counts anymore? No. Right. Like, let me ask you a question. Go. Why the fuck do we care? whether or not these people are taking performance enhancing drugs or not. I like, listen, I, I just want to ask the question, what does it matter? Like what, what, why are we so obsessed with saying that this needs to be a clean sport? I mean, it, if we think about it for a minute, we're really looking at people who are out there trying to do these amazing feats and like, why not? I'm, I'm not necessarily saying that I'm an advocate for it, but like, why do we care so much that like people are taking performance enhancing drugs? I get it that it's outside of the rules of the competition. And if you're going to set rules for the competition, then yeah, you, you should comply with them or deal with the consequences of being caught. But it's a weird thing. It, it's kind of weird too, like in terms of baseball, like when everybody got all wrapped around the axle and the baseball frustrates me to no end because all of major league baseball during the steroid era, when after the strike, people were taking steroids before that, but after the strike in the nineties, all of major league baseball, including the writers association, the people who vote on the hall of fame, everybody who's involved in that world had was compliant and had to know that steroids were rampant through the McGuire Sosa summer of bashing balls into the fucking universe and then to turn around years later and point the finger at these guys and be like oh you guys cheated and now you guys are you know stripped of all your accolades and you can't put people like barry bonds and roger clemens into the hall of fame it's it's mind-bogglingly stupid for me because not only are these people part of the fabric and the history of the sport? Like undeniably Barry Bonds is one of the top five players of all time. But number two, all these fucking dummies were compliant. All of these suits, all of these writers, all these people, all the people who profited off of these people, these enhanced people's efforts, all those people are compliant in like pro- propping up the sport while while they now are saying, oh, you know what? You shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have taken all, all the steroids and all this stuff. But that's neither here nor there. You know, in terms of like the CrossFit games and people taking performance enhancing drugs, there's no doubt in my mind that there are probably a, a good amount more people who are taking performance enhancing drugs than aren't. It's just the nature of the beast. You're dealing with a performance-based sport where every advantage that you can get in terms of your strength, in terms of your endurance, in terms of your, uh, you know, overall kind of ability to withstand injury and recover, 
That all matters in this sport. It's an all season sport. You train all year round. So I'm, and they don't test all year round. So there's no doubt in my mind that there are probably are more people who are participating in these substances that are not allowed. I just don't really know why we really care so much, but. So the, the reason why you care is like you just said, it's super easy. This is the standard. So if, if you're if in the sport, it's saying that, Hey, these are the banned substances. You can't take these banned substances and this is the standard. Then that's the reason why, because what I'm not going to do on this podcast is talk about like, you know, the thing that people are always getting, which is the gray area. Well, these people are role models of blah, blah, blah. No, Wh- whatever the rules are, if the rules are, these substances are banned, you can't take them. Now in bodybuilding, they have different divisions in bodybuilding. They actually have divisions where you are, people are taking substances and what they call, you know, like natural bodybuilding, right? I mean, and I'm not, again, what am I going to do? Get on here and speculate. Oh, well, the natural guys are probably taking stuff too. Who cares? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if the standard is these things are banned and you take banned things, you're going to suffer the consequences or you don't do a good enough job, like covering up your tracks, you know, whatever. It's just, that's the standard that they're trying to set. And yes, Matt, I, I agree with you in, you know, in baseball. I mean, shoot, look at football. In football, they're like, hey, standard is you can't take steroids. You get caught taking steroids. They're like, okay, you're, we're going to, you're going to, we're going to, we're going to ban you for two games. I think that's what it is. I think it's two game suspension, you know, and when that whole thing back in the day with Ryan Braun and A-Rod, I don't know if you remember this, but they ended up only getting 50 games. They got a 50 game ban, which which was pretty lenient because they were, I think they were looking at 150 games or possibly like something way more substantial. And I don't know the specifics, but listen, he, both of those guys are, are, are baseball guys, by the way, Ryan Braun. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, the, uh, and and, and Rod- Alex Rodriguez. And then what's going on right now in CrossFit is that it's got a broader reach, you know, Hey, were, were people taking steroids a couple years ago when there weren't as many people popping for it? Who knows? Was it as popular? No, it wasn't. You know, as this sport gets more popular, as there becomes real money, not only real money prize purse from the games, but actually real money from sponsors. And as this thing grows, people are going to look for ways to make themselves better. I mean, mm. y- y- go look at professional cycling, you know, yeah, human and, 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 and blood doping and, and cycling and, and all this. So, while I think it's, you know, important to talk about, I don't think that it should like take away from people that have been in this sport for a while, people that have been doing it for, you know, five, six, seven years, like, um, you know, BK Goodmanson, you know, from, from Iceland, like put some, put some post up and essentially said, Hey, you know, there are going to be people that take steroids, but there's also, you know, a lot of people that haven't and a lot of people that have been doing this the right way for a long time. Get behind those people, cheer them on. Don't, you know, don't don't let this stuff sour you on the fact that there are uh, a lot of people that have been doing it, you know, the quote unquote, the right way for a long time. And I guess the, the, the last thing I want to say, because I've heard people be like, oh, these guys, you know, these guys are taking steroids so easy for them to, to qualify. Like, what do you think? You think you just like, First of all, I've never taken anything in my life. I, I like a good peanut butter and jelly and a 
glass of chocolate milk as, ne- <laughs> a, 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 as much as the next person. That's legitimately the closest I've ever come to taking any type of supplement. But I will tell you, if you eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every day and a glass of chocolate milk and you do starting strength, you'll probably look like you're on steroids because you're so freaking jacked out of your mind and strong. Um, but what do you think? People are taking performance enhancing drugs and then what they're just magically the best at CrossFit. <laughs> like, no, not at all. You know, yeah, that's, I mean, that's you another still, good you, argument. You, you, you still have to, you still have to put in some freaking work. Like what happens? You recover faster. Okay. You're able to make larger strength gains. Okay. Like these guys are still working incredibly hard. It's just, they're cheaters and that's okay. You're just a cheater. And that's, that's the thing that I would love to see. Just like be honest. And one kid said it, and I don't think he was being a hundred percent honest, uh, this guy, Nick Joyel, um, who I think he, I think he qualified out of the, out of the Atlas games. That was the one where, where a lot of Canadian athletes were at. And he admitted to, you know, I took steroids. He said, or he said he took a substance for, for two weeks. Okay. I don't, <laughs> okay. Like, and that's, that, that was his thing. I, I took it and I stopped taking it. If you get caught for anything you're in my eyes, you know, like you're kind of just a liar. And so now I can't, how am I, how am I going to trust anything you said? You took steroids for a day or a hundred days or 50 days. Who, whoever will know the truth in my eyes. Don't even worry about it. Just say you took steroids, keep it moving. You're not going to go ahead and save yourself from some scrutiny. Oh, this guy only took it for two weeks. And this guy took it for eight. Knock it off. Yeah. Let's be honest. Seems, there does seem to be a lot of people that try to like shirk the responsibility of popping for performance enhancing drugs, whether or not they say that it was a tainted supplement, it was some sort of medication that they took, they were making out with their boyfriend. I mean, we've had the, the, the list of excuses that some of these people have had over the years is, is lengthy. You know, ultimately, if you're going to put yourself into the arena, number one is that you have to be uh, also aware and willing to be kind of judged by the rules of the the competition. So no matter what happens there, if you pop for something that's on the list, like you have to try to figure it out and then take responsibility for, you know, what this was and why, why you popped. And then just, I agree with you, just own up to it and be like, yeah, I should have known better. I shouldn't, if it's a supplement that you should, that has some stuff in it or whatever, like maybe you should have known, but the, you know, one of the things that was kind of talked about on Rogan a little bit recently was that like there are some supplements that are tainted based on you know they mix these things in these large industrial vats maybe they don't clean them properly maybe you're getting a supplement that has some leftover residue of one thing that was mixed in there prior and the the world of supplements is just the wild wild fucking west i mean they're all not very heavily regulated so there could be some truth to the tainted supplement thing. I kind of think that it's more bullshit than truth, but, um, right. Cause let me, let, let me ask you this really quick. You're a, you're a high level athlete, high level athlete. You're really going to take a chance taking a supplement that could possibly hold you back from making the gains to the games. Do you really think that there is some magic supplement or magic pill that is legal that is truly going to step your game up that much more than getting 10 to 12 hours of sleep more than 
eating all of the best foods all the time, more than sauna, more than ice bath. Like the idea that some powder or pill is going to unlock something is insane. The something over the counter for sure. Yeah. The, 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 the supplement world is the biggest crock of shit I've ever heard in my life. It is complete garbage. And essentially what you're selling is snake oil. Don't care who you are, whatever supplement company you own. And this is something that I will die on my soapbox over because I think it's complete crap. If you need a supplement to take you to that next level, you are telling me that 99.9% of your life is dialed in. You get the best sleep every night. You eat the best food every night. You recover the best way. You work the hardest. You truly do every single thing that this one thing is going to move you to that next level. If you're not at that level, put down the supplement. Stop wasting all your goddamn money on crap. It's the same thing like people used to come into to my gym all the time and be like, oh, we want to sell the supplement here. I said, oh, what does it do? It uh, keeps away dragons, right? They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I don't see any dragons here. So the supplement must be working, right? Keeps away tigers, good tiger repellent. It's just crap. You know what I mean? Like it, 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 it is, it's just such garbage. And so if here you are at the highest level of CrossFit and you're, you're a games hopeful, and this is the only thing you've ever tried to do in your life, and you're going to take some supplement and oh my God, it turns out to be tainted. You're a liar. You are a liar. You have been taking something. You're caught red-handed. Own up to it, right? Like, it's so stupid. I, I appreciate the rant. I agree. I mean, uh, for the general public, for people who are walking into the gym every day and, you know, getting their workout in and, you know, living their life outside of the gym that don't have these high level performance or high level aesthetic goals when they're trying to stand on a stage or trying to get to the top of a podium. Yeah, man, th there's really not a whole lot on the list of things that I think you need to take outside of one, take a fucking heavy dose of putting in the effort every single day. Number two, eat a tremendous amount of high quality foods in terms of the overall landscape of your diet. Number three, get some really good sleep. Number four, keep stress levels low. Like number five, drink coffee. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, coffee is the number one morning performance enhancer right there for everything. All, all bowel, move, bowel movements and performance, whatever you need. Yeah. But you know, I think that also this, like, um, this kind of just exemplifies the desire for people to not take the shortcuts. They're looking for every competitive advantage with all these supplements and all this stuff. And then you kind of get back pulled into the PED argument where it's like, well, if they're going to be taking all this stuff, why wouldn't they be looking at the stuff that's on the fringe? And then you probably right. have some more unscrupulous characters who are going to look at the stuff that's truly, truly banned and, you know, going to try and gamble and see if they can scrape by. But, um, yeah, it's a well, really like, interesting conversation. It's just, well, this is, this, this is my thing. This isn't even about the, the doping thing. Let's take it to class. Like, do you really need to be dosing yourself with some type of powder before you take a one hour class? Like you, do, do you really need like whatever this, whatever this magic potion is, this concoction to, to, to get you going for a workout, like these crazy fitness drinks. And, and again, I know some people love this stuff, like, bang energy rain like all this stuff this is what we're going to be taking before we work out like this is what we need 
whatever happened to like a sip of coffee and like a piece of dried fruit? It's just not sexy enough, I guess. It doesn't, I, I don't know, like that stuff doesn't sell, but that's, to me, that's like all I've ever done and it works. Why am I going to mess with that? I just, it, it, it really grinds my gears because it's, it goes against what I think we're trying to do. The, yeah. the biggest thing. The biggest thing I've been thinking about, and then I'm going to pass the mic to you, is like, could I actually do this for three, six, nine, 12 years? Like, whatever routine I'm in, is this actually something that is sustainable for me? So, having a cup of coffee and eating a banana before I work out seems like actually pretty sustainable. Like, I feel like I could do that for a long time. But am I really going to put like, scoop of this, scoop of that, big gulp or whatever this like, you know, crazy drink is in my body every single day for how long? The rest of your life? Yeah. That just doesn't seem healthy. No. And and I I mean, I think we're talking about, you know, in terms of pre-workout, we're talking about a lot of stuff that's just fundamentally not good for you. I mean, the the stuff that is really, I mean, pre-workout is so fucking gnarly weird because it's like they put all this beta alanine they put high levels of caffeine there's high levels of sugar all these artificial ingredients like there's probably a whole list of shit on those in those things that like honestly like you're taking it just to get a little bit more amped up just to feel your heart rate go up a little bit just to feel like your face tingle a little bit before your workout like what the fuck are you doing you know how to make your face tingle Go for 30 seconds as hard as you can on the echo bike. I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the, yeah, the echo bike and the assault bike, man, nothing well, is I mean, worse than the two or three minute test on those bikes. But I you mean, know, in, in terms of pre-workout max, like, because I know that this is something that a lot of people take in, in the fitness world, it, it just seems like the thing that is most like the biggest head scratcher for me. I can understand a little bit more about your post-workout protein shake that you want to take. I I get that a little bit more. You know, I I think that there's probably also more quote unquote health benefit to that than there is with the thing that you're putting into your body to shock your system into this kind of awakened state when you're taking pre-workout. Um, supplements are weird, man. And, and everybody's there's, there was this obsession where everybody was always trying to take like the next best thing or like, you know, the new current thing or the thing that's going to give you the biggest leg up. And I'm not talking about people who are trying to compete and go to, you know, the highest levels of competition. I'm talking about everyday people who are looking to get a workout in. Like I, it just comes down to like, what are your priorities, man? What are your priorities? What are you doing this for? Oh, I'm doing this to like look good at the beach with my shirt off and like be able to like play with my kids and, you know, not be limited by what uh, I can do. So then number one, Just why, do the, Cindy. why the fuck do you need to be taking that stuff? Because none, none of that stuff is going to help you towards these goals over here. Number two, like, why are you doing these ridiculously stupid things in the gym and like pushing yourself to the point of injury or, you know, pushing yourself way beyond where you might be at physically to, to, to what, to what end? 
the question that I want to ask is to what end? What, what are you willing to get out of this? Are you looking to get like a few more fucking points on the scoreboard in your workout from the person standing next to you who probably actually doesn't even give a fuck that you are even thinking about their score in the workout? Like it just is a, um, a weird and, and twisted road, especially with the, the average gym population in terms of supplements. Yeah. Um, well, we went down, we went, as always, we went down a good rabbit hole here. And I do, I like talking about kind of the regular average Joe, because that's who I am at this point, And I really love it. And like I said before, I think that, uh, listen, everybody's trying to make a buck. So I get it. You're, you know, these supplement companies, that's why they're, you know, sponsoring these high level athletes. That's why these high level athletes are talking about it. That's why people are buying it, you know? Right. So kind There's of always an angle, right? So it brings me back to the thing that we talked about earlier, like the, you know, the, the role model piece, like this is something that, that does get tossed around a lot, not just in CrossFit, but in professional sports in general, is it unfair to say that, you know, these, professional athletes are role models or should there just be some real separation, right? Like, you know, you know, do as I say, not as I do, you know, like this is something I, it, it does come up a lot, like with, you know, with, with like football players, stuff like that. But think about now, like with the, with the CrossFit world, right? Like you have a lot of high level athletes that are, who knows? Maybe, maybe they are posting about taking certain supplements and doing certain things like this. And maybe you got some, you know, eight, 10 year old kid that is seeing, Oh, you know, my, you know, my, my CrossFit, you know, uh, you know, like the, the person I look up to most in CrossFit takes this stuff. Like I should probably get going. And, and, and I'm not just, I, listen, I'm not saying that this stuff is, is killing people, but I am saying that it, it is interesting to think about that, should these people be regarded as role models or should we just let them be professional athletes? Yeah. And that gets into the whole like moral angle of, of things as well. And I, I, I think that pe these people, these, these figures can be aspirational in terms of what they have accomplished in their life or like the level that they've gotten to. But I also think that like we have to call a spade a spade and understand that these are just human beings at a certain level and that they number one are probably flawed like us all number two they make mistakes for sure and number three there might be some unscrupulous aspects to some of the things that they have done in their lives i'm not saying that this is everybody but like i don't think that you can solely use some of these people who have gotten to the pinnacle of sport or performance as like your moral compass, because I think it's just recognizing the fact that there probably are some things that maybe they have done that you might not do or might not be really good for you. Or right. even there might be a way that they live their life that even if it's the healthiest way that they live their life, the, the most rigid, healthiest, most dedicated, most over-the-top type of life that you could imagine. That might not also be the best example for somebody in terms of like what their reality can or should be. You know, I'm, I'm, like it might not be the best option to just solely focus on 
that type of life. You know, those people are not only extremely dedicated, they're also probably the beneficiaries of some really good genetics, some great opportunities. They have, they've sacrificed a, a tremendous amount and that doesn't work for everybody. Yes, there are a crop of people who will be the next generation and are going to make the similar sacrifices or are going to train a similar way. But like, you can't, you can't just put one person on a pedestal and use that person as your sole guiding moral compass and then not be somewhat like, and then have your world shaken when you find out that they're not everything that you thought they were. I, I agree. I think this really just comes down to honesty, right? So it, like you said, everybody is imperfect. And as, as athletes, like if you're, you know, high profile athlete, like I think you do have a responsibility to let people know, Hey, not perfect. You know, like certainly there, there are some things that I do well, but again, it, it is important to recognize that everybody's human. Nobody can be perfect all the time. That's not a real thing, you know, and everybody makes mistakes. And again, brings us back to the next point. Like I, I have a lot of respect for Ricky Girard, you know, who is coming back to the CrossFit games this year after, after three, popping three-year ban right yeah i think yeah three-year ban um after popping for steroids he came in second right is that right he came in second had that stripped from him and he's back which i think is i think is amazing i think it's also like no um no coincidence that he's coming back with underdog athletics i think that that is uh I mean, come on, you're going to you're going to make a more more perfect story than this guy rising from the ashes. You know, people really dragging his name through the dirt and up oh, here he is coming back with underdog athletics. I think that's pretty awesome. You know, and just to be clear, I'm not saying that I think it's pretty awesome that he took steroids, but I do think it's pretty awesome that um, he had this happen, came back and qualified because let me tell you there is probably no randomized drug testing with Ricky Garrard. There is probably only getting tested the most out of anybody. I would, I mean, I would guess, right. I don't, I don't know anything about the, the testing at, uh, at the CrossFit games level. This in itself has been a big issue as there is um, there, there, there was an issue. This is one of the other things that came up. There was a female athlete, out of the like African region. She's part of a South African team and her sample was labeled like met M three, like the male third sample. And she identifies and, you know, physiologically is a female athlete. There's this whole thing going on where now they're scrutinizing, um, the, the testing process and procedures of the CrossFit games. I don't want to get too muddy here, but yeah, anyway, what I, what, well, yeah. Um, you got to stay up on your Andrew Hiller thing, even though he is just the, the clickbait King. Um, he sometimes talks about some good stuff about a 10th of the time. Um, but I, I do think that Ricky Garrard is probably being tested quite a lot. And I think it's awesome that he's coming back and I'm excited to see, what he does at the games. Cause he is a, he's a fiery competitor. Yeah. Um, so I listen, I believe that everybody deserves not, not everybody deserves a second chance. There are some people that do some shit in their life that I don't believe you get a second chance for, you know, we don't have to go down the list of 
those types of acts or behaviors, but right. sometimes you punch your ticket. And I think that that should be the end of it. If, if I mean, okay, so let's get back to the sports <laughs> world really quickly Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. with Ricky. Like, I mean, yeah, man, if he, if he did his time and now he's back and he's doing it the right way, then more power to him. He's going to live with this monkey on his back for the, for the rest of his CrossFit games career. He's always going to be the guy who came in second at the CrossFit Games and then found out that it was performance-enhancing drugs. What percentage of that enhancement played into his performance? Who knows? Could he have qualified without them? Who knows? Um, but he's always going to have that on his back, similar to how a lot of these guys in baseball are never going to get out from underneath the shadow of the fact that they took performance-enhancing drugs. Um, I don't know what the testing protocols are for the CrossFit Games. I, I do know that at one point, and this might not be the case anymore, that they solely controlled, the CrossFit organization solely controlled who got tested and when. And that always seemed a little bit weird to me, that they didn't have an unbiased third, third party. party. They did have an unbiased third party administering the test, but they didn't have an unbiased third party selecting who was mm. tested. And they also, I, I, I don't believe they have a formal testing protocol for year round testing of athletes. So in a lot of ways, this can become like an IQ test in terms of like what you're taking, when you're cycling off, when you think you're going to get tested. Um, I know back in the day they, they did have certain lists of athletes that they would have or, or call up and they say, Hey, we're going to, you know, come give you a test or whatever. But like, it just is, it's unclear to me what the standards for the testing protocols are. And I don't know if they're testing every division, you know, like, are they testing the teens? They're certainly testing the open category, the, uh, the, the people who are out there trying to stand at the top of the podium at the fittest man and fittest woman on earth, are they testing the masters? I mean, geez, who, who knows how deep they're going into the rosters of their athletes. Um, but yeah, this is a, it's kind of a long and twisted conversation. I, I, I do believe that there are people who have taken performance enhancing drugs in the past at the highest level and never got caught. I do think that there's also a large percentage of the athletes who have never knowingly taken anything. But I, I, I think that the sport is going to be, I don't want to say plagued by this forever, but it, it just seems like a natural next step. When you're dealing with such a performance-heavy sport, where you're dealing with something that is like you're looking for every inch, every angle, every pound, when you're interested in creating the biggest, the baddest physique. It seems like a natural consequence that you could have some people that will be tempted to dip their toes into the things that they aren't supposed to take to get the advantage, to win the, the money, to get the fame, to get the accolades, to get the sponsorships. It doesn't seem too far off to me. Like, yet yeah, I would never, ever buy that. Oh, like this, because this sport is, you know, grounded in community that we don't do that here. 
Get the fuck. But it's out not. Of here. But Get it's not. And so this is the other thing: the CrossFit Games and working out at a CrossFit gym or a functional fitness facility are not the same thing. It's just that is the biggest thing that needs to needs to be said is these are two different things. CrossFit the sport and CrossFit the methodology to live a happy, healthy, sexy life is way different. It is. It's it's completely different. And the best thing is right now it's never been more divided. You cannot take class and expect to perform at the highest level. Yeah, we've talked you can, about that. You cannot exactly. You cannot solely take class and do that, and that is for me. It's the best thing ever because I just know right where I'm at, my safe zone. I love taking class. Now, one thing I do want to talk about about drug testing is um, uh, I took a, a little side gig this year, which is awesome, running a health and wellness program uh, with Hitachi Ventera and Whoop. Shout out! Um, and I had to get drug tested, and I don't take any drugs. And even I was just nervous getting tested. Like, I, like I, so I had to, uh, I had to, I had to do a drug test, and I was like, I was like actually nervous. And I, I don't, I don't even take a multivitamin, and I, and I was really nervous. Um, Go to GNC and try to get like goldenrod or whatever that stuff I, was. I, well, I, I don't even know, but all I can think about was I think it was a Seinfeld episode where Elaine keeps testing positive for opium and it's because she's poppy eating po- poppy seed uh, lemon poppy seed muffins it was the muffins that did it to her so i just made sure for me you know being a tribesman uh, it would be a poppy seed bagel for me that's actually one of my i like uh, i like everything it goes egg everything regular everything and then poppy seed so poppy seed certainly a top three bagel for me um but yeah, I was I was just nervous taking that drug test, and I passed. I passed, baby. I passed the flying colors. Wow. I'm proud. And it of was uh, it was great, but it's also kind of nerve wracking because you know the, you have to like you have to pee like with the door open, and you know there there's like all these things like don't like you're not allowed to you're not allowed to like turn on the faucet or something. They like they give you the hand sanitizer afterwards. There's yeah. like all these things that apparently you could do to try and you know contaminate the sample. I, I, I have no clue. But anyway, it was it was a nerve wracking time for me, but I passed. I feel good about that. It's, it's a it's a solid A, you know, it's kind of like when you're driving down the road and then all of a sudden a, a cop car kind of enters your lane behind you and Puck you're like, right up. Shit. Do I have any bodies in my car right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so sweat, sweating yeah. for no reason. You're like, oh, uh, Do I have I, any outstanding warrants that I don't know about? <laughs> right. And, and okay. Then, then do you ever get the, um, the, the phone call that is, it, it's supposedly the, it's the police, but it's like a, it's a recording. Have you ever had this, this, like this prank junk call or whatever? It's like, there are four current warrants for your arrest. Like it's no, like, that, it, that sounds it, real though. You probably should be worried about that. No, no, (laughs) no. It's like, it's like, it's like one of these, you know, there, there are a handful of um, prank calls that are trying to get you. I don't understand how this one gets you to give people money because I never listened to it long enough. Um, But it's one of those things where like, I'll get that message. I'm like, oh shit. I probably have have to enter some sort of information by dial tone over the phone. Like they probably at the end of it are saying, please enter your social security number to hear the warrants. 
Right. You know, one of the best ones, and then we'll, we'll get back to, to whatever it is you want to talk about is, have you ever got the one where they tell you that your electricity is about to get disconnected that I tell you about this? So no. they, they call you, they pretend to be national grid and they tell you that your account is like three or four months past due. And they then transfer you. I always get transferred because I want to talk to the people that are really trying to scam me. So I'm always, <laughs> So I always pretend to be like really scared about what's happened. Oh my gosh, please. Yes, please transfer me. And then I get on the, the other line. I'm like, hello. And they're like, you know, you're, you're three or four months past due. Um, we're going to turn off your electricity. Um, if you go to, they'll literally tell you, go to CVS and buy um, a bunch of Visa cash cards. Because what they say is it's so far past due that you can't use a credit card over the phone or anything like this. It's too, it's too far gone. You're too far gone. You got to get me some cash cards, you know, or they have fake payment centers set up where you're supposed to go drop off cash. So anyway, yeah. what ends up happening is I let them take me all the way down the rabbit hole. And then I just lay into them. How dare you try and scam people anyway? So that's, do that's, they ever, do they ever respond at that point or they just hang up? They hang up, they hang up, they hang up. They hang up. It's, no, it's, um, no, it's fucking sad about that, Max. Is that there's so many people that fall for that that they oh, that the prevalence of these calls is so high. I know, I know. It's um, it it it, it is. Listen, I think there's just a lot of sad things about it. Can you just imagine that every day you're just calling a bunch of people and scamming them? And the thing is, you're not taking home all this money. You're probably getting you know whatever this hourly rate is. Like I can't. Listen, this whole thing is going to make me depressed. I can't have these type of Friday vibes. No, um, we don't want these Friday vibes. Let's come back to the, the CrossFit versus CrossFit games. Go. Training in the gym versus this behemoth of a athletic competition. Mm -hmm. I, I have mentioned this before, and I don't know whether or not the CrossFit games are good for the general fitness person. Insofar that it seems like there's this weird contamination that happens that people think who people who are walking into the gym on an everyday basis somehow think that they are one day going to go there and perform and that's going to be their life and that's their goal. It just is, it's weird to me. It's, it's like this, there's, there's this feeling that, and you said that, Hey, now it's less attainable than ever. But for many, many years, there was this feeling that like this was somehow attainable for like the everyday person to go and, and do and participate in. And to have this label, the same brand labeled as this high level competition that's labeled as these gyms that are, you know, supposedly promoting general health and wellness and trying to be these centers of just community and, you know, not, not necessarily feeders for the CrossFit games. It does seem like there's some stuff that's at odds there. And I, I do think that like potentially there's confusion for people, especially outside observers, outside observers probably don't have no clue why, these gyms are called this thing. And then you have this competition on TV and, uh, you know, 
is this what I'm going to do and look like when I go to one of these gyms? I really do probably believe that there's some confusion there. I mean, we just got done talking about people who are going to go buy Visa cash cards and go drop them off somewhere. I don't think that there's it's a bridge too far to say that there's some confusion about the CrossFit Games versus CrossFit gyms. Um, what were you going to say, Mr. Mack? Let me, let, let me ask you this. Sure. Somebody watches somebody play pickup football. Are they like, she's about to go to the NFL? No, like they're, they're like not. This but is, the, it's not the NF. It's not the NFL league. It's not the NFL touch football league, but it's, but it's football. Like you, 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 you join some, you know, community baseball league and, and you're playing in the community baseball league. Is everybody saying, man, can't wait to graduate out of this community baseball league and get ready for the Cape Cod league and get ready for the MLB. I, I think that I think, I think that this is an interesting discussion for sure. I think that I think that the sport is so young, there isn't a clear distinction. Well, they're we've, also we've, running qualifying events in in the gyms. The, the yes. open the open as a qualifying event for the CrossFit Games is so strange to me because that that's one of the main pieces of contamination in my mind that you're saying oh, hey, everybody participate in this thing. Oh, it doesn't matter if you're fit. doesn't matter if you're not fit. Everybody participate. But, oh, we're also going to use this for the qualification mechanism to get to the competition. That's a point of confusion for sure. That's like the yeah. NFL coming to the Pee Wee Football League and going, okay, hey, listen, in this tournament over here, what happens is the team that wins gets an opportunity to go play the best high school team. And then the best high school team gets an opportunity to go play the best college team. And then the best college team gets to go and play the, in the NFL. Like, I, of course, you're now going to have this weird heightened level of performance and expectation at the peewee level. You're going to have all these fucking knuckleheads running around trying to go to the NFL. Like, that to me does not make a whole lot of sense anymore. Well, of course it doesn't make sense because the open is not actually done to like to, to what feed the games. I mean, let's be serious. There's a paywall behind everything that is going on right now for CrossFit. Do you know that as a CrossFit games athlete, you have to pay to go to the freaking CrossFit games. You have qualified for the CrossFit games. You have to pay. I don't even care what the registration fee is. You have to pay to go there. Is that not insane? You are the best of the best of the best. You're a pro athlete. Now you need to pay. You need to pay still. You can't, you CrossFit, you can't foot the bill. You can't foot the bill to pay for these freaking athletes to go there. Stop it. That, that to me is, is insane. And you really want to make the open about the members that's why we run the freaking affiliate cup at our gym that's why we make it an internal thing and make it fun and make it exciting because a lot of the times you and i remember the open wasn't exciting right when when you and i were at crossfit new england the open was the most stressful time of the year because back then we were trying to climb that ladder and see how far we could go. Right. I mean, I, all I can remember about the open was I had the most anxiety. Yeah. I still during, hate the open. During, during the open, I was never having a good time. I was always stressed. And now I actually have a great time doing it. We 
do the workouts. Sometimes we tweak the workouts. Sometimes we change them to make sure that we can run them appropriately at our affiliate. This year, we were able to do it pretty well. But some of the years where you have to have, you know, all these different distances, it was impossible to run a 20 person class. So I changed them. I tweaked them and we had fun doing it. Right. I think that, um, I think you made such a wonderful point about honesty. Like, what is the open really for? What are these steps really for? Because I, I, I do believe there do need to be steps, right? But I also probably believe at this point that if you're going to make it to the CrossFit Games, I would. This is what I would say. I'd say from the very beginning, if you're gonna, if you're gonna register for the CrossFit Games, you should be drug tested. Then, if you're, if your goal, and I know this is impossible with the amount of people, but this is what I would say. You declare that your intention is to make it to the highest level. You get drug tested that. That should happen. Then every single competition should be done in person. There should be no, no longer anything online. Everything must be done in person. Then you also need to start paying judges. And this is an, this is an insane undertaking where I just, you know, I live in La La Land right now next to the gumdrop, <laughs> next to, next to the gumdrop forest and the seven layers of the candy cane mountain, whatever it is. But this is how it would work. You declare yourself for the CrossFit games. You get drug tested. Every single competition that you run through is in person. Every single judge is a paid judge that goes through a full judging course with checks and balances. You want to make the sport legitimate, put some money into it. You can't, you cannot run a professional sport with volunteers. You can't, you want to make this a professional sport. You want to put some real money behind it. Well, there is real money behind it. How about you reinvest that money? And now let's make it real, right? Instead of some backyard throwdown where you're getting a bunch of volunteers to do it and you're allowing all these people to do workouts, they're going to qualify for the crossing games. I mean, there was this huge stuff this year in masters with not great reps, not great workouts, and people still qualifying for the freaking games. Mm -hmm. You're still going out to compete at the highest level and you haven't competed in person. Stop. I don't care what level you're at. Yeah. I mean, there, I mean, this is a whole nother discussion that we could spend a couple of hours on and we, we probably should at some point, but you know, the, the goals of the competition and the goals of mixing the community into it and like getting the open to finance the games, you know, it, it's, those are, those are too twisted and too, together right now they need to be pulled apart you know like the competitive side of crossfit the qualification for the highest level i don't think should have anything to do with the normal everyday community it should be separate and if you wanted to run a community-based throwdown in which everybody can participate and you can throw your hat in the ring and you can you know have the gyms be these like uh, centers for, you know, the, the community atmosphere. Yeah, that's, that's fine. But don't make it a qualifying mechanism for the games. Um, man, this is, it, it, it gets to a point in this conversation where like it starts to get messy in terms of like the money, in terms of the intentions, you know, why are they, why are these events being run? Who's really benefiting from them? And uh, we're getting towards the end of our time here today. So I don't think that we can 
pull the layers back of that onion right now. But all in all, I think that the Open should not be the first qualifying step for the CrossFit Games. I think that that has to be decoupled. We have to, they have to take that back. They have to separate the two. And I think that that I, solves a lot of issues from the start because it, it will help more people separate themselves from these unrealistic expectations of competitive success in the sport of the fittest people of, in the world and help them connect more with just their fitness. Yeah. Um, I know we're running out of time, so I want to ask you one question. Ooh, shoot. Out of these five sports movies, which is the most overrated? Okay. The Sandlot, Rookie of the Year, Rudy, The Rookie, Varsity Blues. Out of those five, which is the most overrated? Overrated. Ooh. Yeah. So I'll repeat. Sandlot, Rookie of the Year, Rudy, The Rookie, Varsity Blues. Well, I don't remember what the rookie was, um, but I would say that Sandlot, Rudy, and Rookie of the Year are all three really good movies. I enjoy all three of those. I would say that Varsity Blues, not knowing what the rookie is off the top of my head, I would say that Varsity Blues is probably the most overrated. Yeah, I, I said Varsity Blues as well. There are way better football movies than varsity blues i'd put remember the titans as probably one one of the top three and let's just let's end with some real facts if you're if you're talking shit about the sandlot or rookie of the year i'm not sure if we can be friends rookie of the year is so freaking good and the sandlot underrated movie exactly underrated needs more clout um all right. And last question. Um, we always end with what are you doing for a workout today? Uh, today is going to be a little bit more of a weightlifting focus day. Yesterday did some bike intervals inspired by my boy, Mr. Max Isaac over here today. Going to get after it a little bit more with some iron in the garage. Get after it. Uh, I, I already took class 715. This is a classic CrossFit workout. AMRAP 10, uh, 10 wall ball, 10 push up. <laughs> I, when I tell you that I was down to threes and twos in the first two minutes, I was down to threes and twos <laughs> on the first two minutes of push-ups. I like, I love that workout. It made me complete mush, complete junk, and I had a great time. Um, Matt, have a great weekend. And I'll catch love you on buddy. the flip side. Yeah. Love you. Bye. Hello, friends. MDV here. Thank you for listening to the Intro with MDV podcast. And if you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe for weekly downloads wherever you listen to your podcast. Remember, we have a new episode coming to you every Tuesday. And if you have time and five stars to spare, please leave me a rating and review on iTunes. If you're looking for more out of me, MDV, you can find me on Instagram at MDV underscore FIT. Until next time, friends, let's go.